This podcast is brought to you by the Albany Public Library main branch and the generosity of listeners like you. What is a podcast? God, Daddy, these people talk as much as you do. Razib Khan's Unsupervised Learning. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Razib with the Unsupervised Learning Podcast. Actually, I'm going to do something a little different today uh, from what I usually do with the intro. Also, um, can you please rate or review my podcast on all the different platforms? I know I don't hawk that a lot, but if I don't, uh, people just stop rating it. And, uh, you know, everyone else's ratings are going up and minor staying static. So I got to keep up with the Joneses and the whatevers, right? Um, but, uh, uh, you know, now um, onto the main show. Um, I am here with a uh, default friend, Catherine D. Uh, she is a freelance writer and she writes at a lot of different places. We're going to be talking about one particular place, but um, Catherine, could you tell us uh, like all the different places you're writing at right now? Yeah. Um, I write regularly for um, Return, uh, Tablet, The Washington Examiner, Unheard, the spectator, and then wherever else asks me, like Compact, which we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you're known as a culture writer on the internet, I guess. It's one of the things you do. You have a Substack, uh, you have podcasts, and you're on a lot of podcasts. You're all over the place. But um, I do want the listeners uh, to know that uh, I know you from uh, before you blew up, um, I would say. Uh, back when we lived in the same town and I hung out with you a couple of times and uh, you were doing the career transition thing. So I just want people to know um, we don't do know each other a little bit um, IRL aside from our internet connections, which are pretty extensive insofar as I've actually contributed to some of the same publications as you. We share a lot of the common friends and we interact with each other uh, on a site called I'm not, am I going to call it X? I'll call it X. I'll call it X. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, Twitter, uh, X, uh, the the, uh, the website formerly known as Twitter. Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about because um, you have a piece in contact. But uh, first, I, w- I actually want to start out with a more general um, more general question because this, this is something I actually talked to Mark Andreessen about uh, on Clubhouse. Um, and you, you cover a lot of internet culture, a lot of weird things that I don't really know about, um, honestly. Uh, and you know, so that's a particular type of culture, right? But what pop culture is not internet culture today? Like, is there anything that is actually uh, mass media pop culture that does not have an internet component or internet medium? I don't think so. Um, I, I wrote an article for the Washington Examiner recently that was basically like all culture writers are internet culture writers at this point. I think there's like two different like textures to it, right? Like you could, there's writing about sort of internet native culture, and then there's more of a commercial internet, like the normie internet, and then there's a non-normie internet. And I think that's the actual fault line. Yeah, so you're talking about like say, going to Amazon and buying something, that's the commercial internet. And then, uh, or uh, I don't know, reading the New York Times. But then there's a whole other aspect of weird people with anons on social media but there's also the instagram world which is totally different uh presumably there's a snapchat world which like i do have snap installed i think but i've literally used it once uh so there's all of these subcultures that are out there and we're going to be talking mostly about the twitter subculture which is 
one particular subculture. But when we're talking about internet cultures, uh, the, this is this is a vast archipelago, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so huge. Um, it's, I mean, more people should be working on internet studies. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. it's kind of remarkable that it's actually like relatively small. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, uh, you know, 4chan got really big. I mean, 4chan has been around for a long time, but 4chan got really big, you know, during the Trump, you know, period era. I don't know what you want to call it because a lot of these uh, young shitlords, uh, their memes got mainlined into Twitter and then from Twitter, it went into the broader culture. But people actually don't know that it's from 4chan, you know? Uh, and so, I mean, that's an interesting aspect to me. It's so ubiquitous, but it's also so dispersed that people don't know the different connections. And it's kind of like this big blob, and people are insulated from the mechanics of the blob. Yeah, it, it is really weird. And there's, I mean, there's also this other thing where it's like, there's so much of it that like, actually, it's... Like on one hand, it's I think it's fine that you that you don't know everything, right? Because it it actually these things go so deep, it would be like impossible. Um, like like for like for example, like I actually think 4chan got big with all their like Scientology kind of pranks, right? But I mean, did it did it or was that just my particular bubble, right? Um, but then on the other hand, I feel like people still don't take the internet seriously, um, which is like a weird a weird thing because it's we're kind of always ambiently online at this point. There is no real like logging off. Yeah. I mean, are you a little resentful because you're an internet culture writer? Um, no, I'm not, I'm not too resentful. I mean, I've never, I, I, I feel like since I kind of, I sort of started as like a Twitter personality, um, like just to be like totally transparent. And then I eventually became, um, known for my writing for me, it's almost like the not being taken totally seriously is, is par for the course, right? Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, it, I think I think people would probably you know probably serve people well to take it just a touch, a touch more seriously. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of your origins, and I don't want to, I don't want to like, like you know, it's not that big of a deal. Although I do have to say, uh, as I said, I've known you. I mean, I think we've known each other to various degrees for like over five years now. Um, and yeah. you do have a relatively, yeah, go on. I was going to say, I think I first met, met you. I don't, wasn't in person, but like I e-met you in like 2015. Yeah. We probably interacted already in 2015. So I guess that's, that's a, that's a long time. That is a long time. I had a uh, fewer children in 2015 than I do now, but, uh, yeah. um, that's, so that's, that's how I think of it, you know? Uh, but, uh, you know, your, your, your profile has kind of gone up exponentially. Um, you know, I remember, yeah, I remember, like, I've had friends who, who have, like, been surprised that I know you because you're someone to know. And I'm just like, well, that's cool. But, I mean, I did I didn't know her before she wasn't a thing on the Internet. So, um, it you know, it's just interesting to see that that particular trajectory of how you came out of, if I'm um, correct, you came out of, like, Discord, the Discord world. Sort of. I mean, I got I've been on Twitter since 2007. And I, then I had like various like anonymous accounts, but I started being more open on Twitter because I was in Oliver Trolley's Discord server. Yeah, and Oliver Oliver has been on this podcast. So again, a lot of this, uh, I don't want to say incestuous, there are billions of people in the world, but apparently there's only a couple of thousand interesting ones. I don't know. I just seem to, it seems like everyone knows everyone else in my world, and maybe that's because small world topologies 
work out where we're in these bubbles. But that's how I feel with you uh, in terms of you came out of this particular subculture that I was adjacent to, you know, people like Cody Ross, Oliver Traldi, both of them who've been on this podcast, actually. Uh, so that's weird, but it is what it is. And now you're you're a internet culture writer that has, I mean, you know, I'm just to say it like you're you're bigger than them, <laughs> you know. So you never know, you never know um, who you're who you're uh, mentoring in your Discord, who's going to get you know bigger and become uh, a profile. Like you know, you you had a normal kind of corporate. I mean, it wasn't a big company, but you know, you were at an agency. Um, I kind of wasn't going to ask you this question because I didn't think about it, but like you had a normal life with a normal person job, and now you're doing this. And I, you know, I have a startup, as the most of the listeners know, but then I also have whatever this is, whatever I'm doing here, you know? Um, and so how is, how is that sometimes? Do you ever think about it? Do you ever reflect on it? Like, how do you explain it to people? Um, I mean, I just, I actually don't interact with a lot of people now who aren't in this world, which is actually kind of crazy. Um, but I, I sometimes miss the, the normalcy of corporate life. Um, after the agency, I worked for like a couple of like large tech companies. Um, and I mean, there's, there's definitely like a comfort to that, right? Because you get the like, there's like gelato on campus and you ride your little bike around and you know, <laughs> there's something like very like idyllic about that lifestyle. And now I just feel like I'm like a neat who has to like, you know, do a bunch of work like three days a week. And then otherwise it's, it feels awesome. a lot like college. Yeah. <laughs> Want to listen to the rest of the podcast, you know where to subscribe. 